Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks on this 234th podcast as we wrap up Psalm number 40 and so much going on, so uh, so much information here. Uh, Stephanie, we've, we're now climbing a mountain, it seems like, with David. We came out of that pit from Psalm 38 and 39. We got into uh, Psalm 40 and David remembered the great things God had done for him. We talked about it's a good idea to always go back and Remember the things that uh, God had done for you. That count your blessings. Name them one by one. And that's what David started doing. And and uh, then we got to Psalm 40. And, and uh, we ended up, uh, we had a tough time closing out Psalm 40 with a song. It took a, mm-hmm. a little while ago, but we're in a better place now, praise God. We're, so, we're songing it up already for today. We know where we're going. and uh, But here we are in Psalm 40. But now catch us up, Stephanie. So what is in your future over the next month or so? Is there... Uh, is there travel? Is there, uh, I mean, you got relatives coming to town. There's things going on with the kids. Uh, mm-hmm. so what's, what's going on with you over the next month or so? Well, um, we have a camp Lord willing that will be taking place in, um, Ringgold, Louisiana, Praise. Uh, at Southland Christian camp. Yeah. Camp. So Lord willing, we'll be headed down. Well, I should say I'll be headed down there um for that and uh as far as travel you know that's about it uh due to the surgery the surgery's coming up so um anyways but i'm looking forward to that trip prayerfully the lord will use that to change lives and to help people and um so yeah that's yeah that's all I can think of anyway that's coming to my mind catch us up with king thor what's going on with the king how is he Oh, he's doing good. You know, he, he loves me because I bring him in at night. Yeah. Um, Charles thinks he needs to be tough and spend his nights outdoors. I feel sorry for the poor thing. So I go get him and bring him in at night. And so he loves me for that. I did have to kind of get on him. He ran. I let him out this morning and he ran and put Legos in his mouth. So I feel like I'm back at ground zero, you know, with a little kid telling him, can't put Legos in your mouth. Yeah. But uh, he's doing good. He's a big baby. You need to get him a tennis ball. Do you have a tennis ball for him? He does. He has tons of toys, but you know, it's it's like a kid. Somebody else's toys are better than your own. Everybody's toys look better than your toys. You know, <laughs> that's just the way life is, man. Everybody's toys look better. And uh, mm-hmm. so, as King Thor, has there been any girlfriend action in King Thor's life? Has he has he met his princess yet? Uh, the future queen? No, there's no movement in that area. <laughs> so I don't, nope. I, I don't think we're going to get a lot of dialogue out of that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I just want to say that King Thor is a good-looking man, and uh, his picture did make it to help for wounded spirits. And uh, 
Yeah, yeah. And you know what we need to do, Stephanie? This needs to go out there now before this airs. But we need to put our yearly Bible reading program or a yearly Bible reading program out there on Helpful Wounded Spirit so people can start January in that right posture to be able to go through the Bible in a year uh, along that. So anyway, that's all good. And please, folks, remember to read your Psalms. We're going to keep going through Psalms. We're going to hop in. Stephanie's going to go ahead and read for us now. Uh, we're in Psalm number 40. We're in verses 11 uh, to the end of the Psalm, which is 17. Uh, so if you go ahead and do that for us, dear friend. Right. Withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils, evils, for innumerable evils have compassed me about. Mine iniquities have taken hold upon me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs on my head. Therefore, my heart faileth me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish me evil. Let them be desolate for reward of their shame that say unto me, Aha, aha. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tarrying, O my God. Wow, wow. Psalmist's got a lot going on here, but he's, uh, once again, he's, I think he's given God all, all God wants. I think at the end here, I think those verses you just went, shows him that he's trusting God with, with what's remaining that's not great in his life. You know, and, and that's kind of a picture of what we need to do. I mean, what were you thinking when you when you wrapped around there and you came out of Psalm 11 and you went down? What came to your mind there? Wow. Well, it's. I think verse 11. Um, is the current cry of any believer who is who is walking with God in any way, you know, without God's mercies, without his tender mercies, we will completely fall apart. We will fall into sin. We will destroy our lives. I think of, um, is it in Lamentations? It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed mm -hmm. because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And it is of his mercies that we're not consumed. It's of his mercies that we are saved. It's of his mercies that we stay faithful to him. And David saying, God, don't withhold those from me. Yeah. Don't withhold your grace. Don't withhold your favor. And it says, let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. Mm. You know, it's it's an amazing thing to realize the depth of what it means when it said when Jesus said, Without me, you can do nothing. Yeah. And it's but almost it like a powerful verse. And that is what David is in essence saying here, God, without you. I can do nothing without you. I am nothing. And he's just begging God, don't withhold your, you know, God's truth. Um, his word is truth. His word is that lamp to our feet and our light to our path without his word, without that truth guiding us, we will destroy ourselves. We will self-destruct. And, you know, we've talked, you and I have talked about people that we are watching right now, self-destruct and, 
um, people that have been told they've been, we, you know, you try to help them, you try to whatever, and they're self-destructing because they're not making truth their guide. They're making their own, their own will, their pride, their, what they view as their own expertise on life. And, um, even, even it's sick when people take pride in having destroyed their lives in certain ways, because it gives them an edge on other people. No, David's saying nothing will preserve me. Nothing will keep me straight, except your loving kindness and your truth. And David said somewhere else in Psalms, I can't think of the reference right now, but he says that God's word, God's truth is a shield and buckler. It's that protection up that preserves us. It's that shield as we go into battle in prayer. It's that shield as we do daily life, God's truth and his loving kindness, his faithfulness. And David just comes before God and says, Lord, don't withhold this from me. Keep preserving me. Keep protecting me. And it's just that he's, communi- he's communicating with God. God and him are friends. And he's just pouring out his heart to God as he's praised him for all he has done for him. He now says, God, don't turn your back on me now. Yeah, don't with your goodness from me. Yeah, it's almost as if we, we left this worship service in the first 10 verses where he was high on that rock, where he was solid, where the foundation was great, where he was feeling good, where he was experiencing God through all these different things going on in his life. And it's like the reality of going back to work. And I think it happens to all of us, the reality of being around the knuckleheads, the reality of those mm-hmm. bad things that happen. It's like all that has just caught up with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's kind of what's going on here. I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that David had to go back to the reality of it all. And the reality of it all is kind of stinking. The reality yeah. of it all is, is uh, you know, I'm right back here. But the good news is he went right back to God. The good news is... He, uh, you know, he's talking about that innumerable evils. Those are two hard words to say. I'm glad you read today. But the innumerable evils, the innumerable evils in all of our lives, the innumerable evils and uh, outside of our doors, those evils at work, those evils at the store, those evils at Walmart, those evils everywhere we go, there's just, it's innumerable. Evils are everywhere. Yeah. And uh, they compass me about and mine inequities have taken hold upon me and you know, I go out and I see these things. I was talking to a man one time and he says, you know, I go out and I see a sign of this half naked woman in a string bikini at the beach telling people to go to Myrtle Beach or something like that. And that, that affects me. That messes me up. That takes me to a bad place that, that, you know, and, and I think that's what David's talking about. I'm getting to that bad place. You know, those innumerable things. I'm, I'm going to that place that isn't great. I'm, I'm going to that place where, you know, it, it seems like, uh, uh, you know, I'm right back where I need you, God. I need you more. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. And and then it, it goes mm-hmm. on to say, I've taken a hold of me. Those besetting sins, they're, they're showing back up so that I am not able to look up. Uh, it's hard for me to look up. He actually can look up. It's not the sin stopping his head from cocking back and looking up. Uh, it's it's him. It's, it's, uh, it, it's saying, I... You know, I can't even look up, God, because there's so much sin that's muddied the water. There's so much inequity. There's so many evils. It's getting in the way of my relationship with you. I mean, is, is, aren't you seeing that here? Isn't it something that, boy, does, does that happen to us? Yeah, I'm not. I, personally, when I look at this verse, I don't see 
that there's, I don't see that there's sin between David and God. I see more that it's that it's that fact that he knows how weak he is. He knows what his, if you want to call them besetting sins are. He knows that he has these weights and these things that's talked about. That's how I, that's how I see it. That it's, there's the shame he has over into brokenness. We're back at that state of brokenness, like a brokenness and shame over the fact of how wicked and deceitful his own heart is. And he knows that and he's acknowledging it and saying the the wickedness of my own heart is so deep. You know, the things that want to consume me, that want to keep me from knowing you, from serving you, from fellowshipping with you. There's so many. It yeah, literally, so, and it's it, make it haste. He's telling the Lord, make haste to help me from these things. Yeah. Help me. Get me through these things. I, I mean, there's just... There's so many, he said, innumerable, the yeah. evils that are around him. And uh, be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. Deliver me from these things. Take me away from these things. Take these things that are in my life out, no matter how they got there, no matter how they do there. He's talking about uh, to look up. They are more than the hairs on my head. Therefore, mm -hmm. my heart faileth me. I'm letting you down, God. They're part of me. And, and, uh, and that's tough when you say, my heart is failing me, God. Be pleased, mm -hmm. O Lord, to deliver me and make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that they seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish me evil. Boy, isn't that a great prayer? Let those yeah. that wish me evil be put to shame. Let those who wish me evil to, uh, God, get rid of them. Take them out of my life. Uh, dispose of them in a way I don't have to deal with them. We don't want them to die. We don't want, let them move on, you know, or better yet, let them get right with you. And yeah. uh, that would be the best case scenario of it all. And and uh, uh, let them be confounded together. Those that are out to get me, all these innumerable evils, all this, all these things which mess me up, all these things that that make my heart fail. You know, Lord, uh, confound these things that show up in my life. Get rid of them. Get rid of the people. You know what I'm reading here, though, Stephanie? There's a sauce of wickedness that all of us has. And what's that sauce? I mean, it's different for all of us. Yeah, well, I, I, I go back to our hearts. Our are you know, our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yeah. And... Apart from Christ, all of our hearts are capable. We are capable of doing the most heinous things apart from Christ. Yeah. And um, that is what I, that's what I see here. If David, who was a man after God's own heart, would say, for innumerable evils have compassed me about, you know, it's like, um, when I read verse 12, I think of Ephesians 6, where Paul said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We're, we are dealing with satanic. We are dealing with spiritual warfare. Each yeah. Christian, each, each child of God on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, and obviously the battles, you know, wane and wage differently at different times for each of us. But we're in a spiritual warfare. And when I read verse 12, it's like I picture an army besieging David. Yeah. And where his own, he feels like 
his own iniquities. In other words, those things in his life that are those weak spots, that are those sin, those sin areas he struggles with, those become tools in the hand of Satan to fight against David himself. Yeah. And like David's, David is saying, God, without you being my shield and my buckler, this war is over. Yeah. And I really think a huge basis of why Christians fall, why Christians do things that make us stand back and go, how in the world? Yeah. It's because we all have innumerable evils that compass us about. We all have iniquities that try to take hold on us. The point is if is if we stay there in verse 12 or if we get to verse 13 and start crying out to God and say, God, would you deliver me? Would you make haste to help me? And then get to verse 16 and said, let those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let those who are out to get me, let them find you, Lord, and let them be glad in you. And not be worried about messing me over, not be worried about ruining my life. And, uh, and, and then he goes and he says, let such as love thy salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. Let the knuckleheads that are causing us all the problem, let them make, make things you big. Let them magnify you, your greatness, everything you're doing, how important this is. But I am poor and needy. Let the Lord thinketh upon me, thou art my help and my deliverer, Make no Tyrion, oh my God. And uh, throughout this, throughout today's reading, throughout it, he wants the Lord to make haste. Haste. He wants to get rid of. Uh, he wants to get rid of the innumerable evils. He wants to get rid of these people who are bringing him bad juju. He wants his life to be on a godly track, but he knows that being on a godly track requires some work. Yeah. Well, in, in verse, you know, he asks God to help him, and then he asks God. In verse 14, we kind of skipped over it, but it says, let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish me evil. Let them be desolate for a reward of their shame that say unto me, aha, aha. In other words, it's almost like he's saying, God, would you please deal with these evil people that are out to, to destroy me, to keep your work from being done? Would you, would you put them to shame? Would you let them be desolate? And, you know, in the midst of David dealing with, he knows his own heart's wicked. At the same time, he's asking God to deal with and to protect him from those who are out to destroy him, those who are out to hurt him. And he's not, he's not dealing with them himself. He's putting them in God's lap, saying, these people have issues. God, would you deal with them? Hmm. And um, it's okay to do that. It's okay to, at the same time you're broken before God over your own sin, to ask God to protect you from those who are seeking to be a part of that satanic process of trying to destroy you. And, um, you know, that's part of, I know we talk about this with wounded spirits a lot, um, with helping people, but don't hang around with people that are out to destroy your soul. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to leave a place in your life for them, because if you do, you're giving place to the devil in your life. 
um, true, godly, Christ-centered friends will be a part of the process of helping you draw closer to Christ. They will be a part of the process of wishing you good. They will be part of that process of building you up into becoming what Christ wants you to be. They will not be a part of the process that want to wish you evil or that wish you to be destroyed. And I think that's an important thing to point out there for those who are in the midst of trauma is at the same time you, you break before God over your own sin. Yeah. You have the courage and the boldness that David had here to say, I'm, I'm putting a wall, I'm distancing myself here and I'm asking God to deal with them. And um, I think that's important because then it's like that gave David the confidence to say, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Because now it's going to be God getting the glory. It's going to be Christ being magnified because I'm focusing on him. I'm focusing on serving him. I'm focusing on clearing up my life of my sin, of my desperately wicked heart. And I'm before God, seeking to walk before him humbly, drawing nigh to him, trusting that he will keep his promise to draw nigh to me. I'm at that point of, of humility, of, of acknowledging I am poor and needy. And while I'm doing that, God gives me the confidence to say, thou art my help and my deliverer. And yeah. I think there's just an important concept there of it's not, it is not weakness on your part to pull away from someone who is hurting you. And I see that in 14 and 15, that David is putting whoever this was that was seeking, he literally says they were seeking after my soul to destroy it. In other words, these people hated him, yeah. whoever this was here. So at the same time that he's acknowledged here um, in verse 12, you know, the things he's dealing with in his own heart, his own desperate wickedness. At the same time, he's acknowledging that there's outside forces at the same time fighting him that are seeking to destroy him. And he's asking God to deal with them. Yeah. And I think that's a powerful thing to, to remember. I think it is. And, and I think once again, we always seems to the common thread throughout Psalms, the common thread is to go to God, make him number one in your life and to get rid of those things that are bad in your life. I mean, it, it's been a common thread. It's a common thread that David's having to deal with. I, I got these people who are trying to hurt me, you know, either save them or get rid of them. You know, it's yeah. a common thread constantly is we need to get right with God. We need to follow God. We need to trust God. We need to get from the place in Psalm 38 and 39, from the sand, from the bad place, from the place of no foundation to the place of 40, where we're standing on the rock, where we're next to God, where we're trusting God, where it's all about God. And then ending 40, where we give it all to God, hope they get saved, but at the same time, recognizing, wrapping up everything by saying, I'm poor and needy. And again, every time David uses that term poor, he, he's usually talking about my soul is poor, my spirit is poor. Remember that this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Well, David's a pretty rich dude here as the king right now. He's got armies. He's got all these things financially. But again, it's recognizing that we have these poor and needy spirits. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not necessarily dealing with finances here. That we yeah. have these spirits that God can only feed, these spirits that God can only bless. 
this this life that is meant to bless God, this mm-hmm. uh, uh, this walk that is meant to bring blessings to God, that is meant to go to a good place, that is meant to put God first. I mean that those are the things I'm reading here, and I think that I think the most important thing, the practical thing, we walk away with. If, if 2021 needs to be, um, it needs to be about being on the rock. It needs to be about uh, God, all about God, standing on his rock, his sure foundation, uh, eliminating the knuckles, uh, you know, filling your life full of the things God, remembering the good. In, in Psalm 40, we remembered the good. We went back and looked at all the good God was doing for David, and we forget that sometimes. Sometimes we say, you know, I don't know where God is in my life. I'm praying, but he's not here. And I get that. I've said it a million times. Some of you may have said it. So I'm, I'm amazed that some people go their whole life without saying that. But I do know this. I do know this, that as we come and as we close, we've got a responsibility. And that responsibility is to recognize that our spirit is built by God. The Holy Spirit of God rests in our heart. We need to step out with God. We need to step out with him as our foundation. We need to find our joy in God and not other things. And Now, Stephanie actually had come up with a song before we did this, after the uh, the great uh, debacle of uh, uh, Podcast 233 without being able to come up with a song. And Stephanie making the joke that out of the whole hymn book, we've used all the songs. But now we've found one we have not used. And uh, so what's the, what is this song right here, Stephanie? So it is called My Heavenly Father Watches Over Me. All right. So... I trust in God wherever I may be, upon the land or on the stormy sea. Let come what may, from day to day, my heavenly Father watches over me. I trust in God, I know he cares for me, on mountain bleak or on the stormy sea. Though billows roll, he keeps my soul, my heavenly Father watches over me. So my calendar decided to remind me that I have an appointment in one hour. But listen, I think, (laughs) I love that song. I love that song about trusting in God. We need to make that song uh, something that we do again. Hey, listen, folks, we hope you're having a great 2021 and things are starting out great for you. Take a minute here to listen to Brother Eric and everything he has to say. It's really important. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.